It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey. If you're here right now and you're listening, that's because, well, you want a place where you can get a ton of hockey news, some hockey insight, and some great conversations. And we are going to have a great conversation here today. It's a little bit more crowded of a Zoom room than it has been for most of our summer sessions, but that's okay because there's one person who likes a party. It is currently the man wearing a pink polo with a bunch of tropical paradises on it. We've got two gentlemen joining us today. Why don't you guys introduce yourself? Tyler, let's start with you. Sure. Yeah, so Tyler Castillo, I'm a co-head coach of the Atlanta Mad Hatters and I'm excited to be here with you, Lucas. Always a good time joining the Dan K show, and we're excited to get it going here. I'll let Neil introduce himself. Hey, I'm Neil Breen uh, with the Atlanta Mad Hatters as well, a co-head coaching with my boy Tyler. Uh, I hail from Spokane, Washington. Uh, I don't know. What else do you want me to write? What <laughs> how else do you want me to You're good. We'll, we'll get into the rest of it. So All right. <laughs> we've... For, for folks who are either, you know, parents of new players potentially with the Mad Hatters or folks who have been in the Mad Hatters orbit and from around the league and around junior hockey country, we've got we've got the co-head coaches from the Atlanta Mad Hatters, an organization that over the last couple of years has proven to be a, a an organization that likes to, to really go out and make a statement, right? They like to go out and win a bunch of hockey games. And it's one of the most fun organizations I've had the chance of watching over the last couple of years because it feels like they play a mix of all of the tradition, the styles of hockey, quote unquote, right? You talk about some of the speed, some of the physicality, some of the scoring. And right now we're going to get a chance to learn about some of these co-head coaches. Guys, let's start with where the team is at at this point in the off season, right? So you are, we're in June, the April by month that some coaches have. And we all know it's a lie, right? Everybody is constantly working all throughout the season. We're now in June. What does the makeup of the squad look like? Do you have a bead on it or is it still something that's in flux? Um, I, I could kind of answer that. So we're, we're definitely getting our identity. I think um, we're starting to get a lot of signings rolling in through the doors. Uh, me and Neil are really, because of me being on, in San Diego last year, I kind of have a grasp on the whole country. I'm from the East Coast, but I worked on the West Coast last year. So it gave me a really nice you know, way of working the entire country. So we've brought in some high-end players that you know we're excited about. Um, obviously, some of the guys from my San Diego team have followed me over to Atlanta, which you know Michael Novak's a high-end guy that we're super excited about. Um, we picked up uh, Roman Wolineck from Bellingham. We had a really, really good season there last year. So a couple guys, you know, and some other guys are starting to flow through that we're really excited about. And um, we're expecting our teams at, on the elite and premier to be to be strong. Right. And and that's, I think, everyone's goal at this point in the season. And it's a little early to tell the tale yet, but signs are trending in the right direction. And, and we're super excited about it. Yeah, and, and Neil, let's let's dive into I think your your coaching expertise too, because I, I know that we wanted to we want to make sure that we kind of advertise the program as well on these podcasts, right? That's a huge part sure. of it. And and the experience that you bring to the table. What's been your hockey journey that's brought you to this point? 
Oh, it's a long one. Uh, I've been, you know, I was a player. Uh, I played in the 16 and an IMO for the Clippers in the BCHL. I ended up my last year as a junior in Omaha as a captain. We won a Clark Cup under Mike Hastings and Quinnipiac University came next. I was a captain for them. We won a, our league pretty much three of the four years. And then we went to the national tournament the last year when I was a captain. And uh, from there, I got right into coaching right out of, I mean, I played a little bit of pro, but I wasn't much of a pro to be honest, but I was destined for coaching just, I think from leadership standpoint and been coaching ever since I started out coaching youth like everybody else and jumped into the null quite early as, as a young coach. And then, into the USHL from there. And then I've sort of, I've bounced around. I've done a lot of different projects, helped a lot of programs get started. Uh, 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 you know, worked in the Western States Hockey League, worked in the Eastern Hockey League. You know, I've, I've done quite a, diff- a few different junior hockey jobs and learned a ton. Uh, so, uh, and here I am at the, at the Hatters and uh, really excited about what we have going on. It's actually a pretty, pretty cool endeavor so far now is there going to be sometimes when you see co-head coaches there is you know not quite an offensive defensive coordinator but there are there are some split roles is that going to be the situation with you guys or is it going to be a little bit more fluid yeah i think uh i think with tyler and i we are like true hockey guys like we're both we were both players we're both very good coaches i think and uh we, we sort of feed off each other. So we've already sort of kind of decided like organically, it just sort of happened. Like I've kind of gravitated to the defense and he sort of gravitated to the offense, which I think is nice. I was sort of a defensive player as growing up. Uh, I was a forward, but a very defensive minded forward. So I think it just makes sense. Every, and that kind of how this whole process has happened too. It's been like that. We've, we've really just bounced off each other and fed off each other. Well, with recruiting, with, with coaching, with uh, bench time, like it's been pretty fantastic actually. And refreshing. Uh, the co-head coaching thing, I think works well for me. I didn't think it would, but it, it, it's actually awesome. I'm not surprised you're taking the, the defensive side of it. I know this is an audio medium, but we are on camera and you have an assort, I would call it an assortment of punching bags. Uh, directly uh, behind your camera. So I'm not surprised you're yeah. taking the defensive end of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, I, I got a few uh, martial arts uh, tricks up my sleeve. I've been involved in that for a long time. So we incorporate a lot of that into what we do as well. We can we can get into that, too, for sure. Well, it's perfect because uh, I know I've I've been down to the bench to interview uh, interview Coach Casillo a couple times. Now, if he's in a bad mood, I know exactly who I'm going to be seeing as I get kicked off the bench. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I think every time you did an on-bench interview, we scored. So that was kind of cool. That's true. You, I, I am at plus with you, and I'm at plus with Coach uh, Troy, uh, Troy, Troy Schwab. Wow, there we go. Coach Troy Schwab, who coached the Rush last season, who will now be with the CPH program this year. Um, he told me I'm going to have to come cover some some 10U11U games because he needs the mojo back. So you might be the sole possessor <laughs> of the, the plus goal mojo this year, Coach. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> we'll make another appearance this year on the bench, and hopefully we keep the streak going. That's it, <laughs> right? So, you know, you, you talk about now uh, – 
for for you, Coach Casillo, moving from San Diego to the Atlanta Mad Hatters, you have immediately transplanted yourself into, I think what for the last couple of seasons, Dan and I have called the most competitive region of the USPHL, right? That Florida Southeast region, which for a long time in the USPHL was consistently churning out a national champion as the league has grown. This division has stayed just as competitive. The rest of the league has gotten to a point where now the parity between all these divisions is just is so incredible, so even. But in terms of having to constantly compete in the Florida and the Southeast division, how have you been getting ready for a challenge like that? Or has that not even entered your mind? I'm excited for the challenge. I think um, coming from the Pacific last year, I think the Pacific's top four were very strong. And honestly, a lot of the country assumes that it's it's not as strong as a division. But I can honestly say I think the top four in our division last year were very, very strong teams. And we were competitive. Um, So I'm excited. I mean, before I was in San Diego, I coached in Canada um, in the Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League, which – is very similar, I think, probably to the Florida or Southeast Division. So it's going to bring back a lot of competitiveness, and and uh, I'm excited to kind of implant myself in the in the Southeast Florida region and really test ourselves and see if we could if we could get this team over the hump in the Nationals last year. They fell just short, uh, losing to Tampa in the playoffs, and uh, me and Neil have a direct you know, a direct goal and the players were recruiting know of our goal and it's, it's nationals or nothing pretty much, which puts a lot of pressure on your program. But you know what? Um, we were close in San Diego last year and it left, it left a bittersweet taste in, in our mouths. And, and I'm, I'm pretty driven to get there this year. So I'm taking my experiences over the last few years and bringing them into Atlanta and we're excited. I'm excited to get a crack at the Eels. You know, our schedule is opening up this year with with Eels Rush back to back. That's our first two weekends. That'll do it. We're starting it with a bang. (laughs) We're just going to keep rolling from there. So I'm excited for the challenge and we're excited to get going. I I know that for sure. And Neil, kind of the the same question to you here. I mean, getting to compete in this division has has just got to be something that, that keeps you on your toes at all times. Yeah, I think uh, I mean I think that's the the cool part about this gig is uh, that we come into an unbelievable facility like a lot of the programs down in the South have, and and we you know we come into a, a spot where uh, we get to move a lot of players onto college because of that, right? So uh, uh, it's really exciting uh, uh, to have that opportunity, and yeah, I mean I think the South really sells itself as far as the sunshine and the and, and the atmosphere, but I think also uh, the comp- the competition I think is great, and that's that's what we need, right? To send these guys on to school. So, yeah, I mean, you we we always joke with with um, you know the the Tampa Bay Juniors, a team we have a good connection with, the Florida Eels, obviously the Charlotte teams, really every team down there. The same joke we always tell them, and it never gets any less funny, is that you know you're trying to sell a player on competitive hockey with great coaches, a ton of experience. Oh, and by the way super nice year round right yeah you yeah, could go play yeah. in a place where it's minus 40 or you could go play in georgia you could go play in in some of these southern states right and and although tyler for you san diego to atlanta you are just you're a vibe with your coaching locations right now you are n- don't catch him <laughs> north. in south 
uh yeah we're staying in the nice weather san diego is a dream you know it's beautiful there all year round which was fun we got to have you and and dan come out and do the cali cup last year which was awesome and i'd love to get something set up in georgia as well like we'd love me and neil were talking about i'd love to get some sort of something started with with us and one of our one of our neighboring teams but we'll work on that at another date but um yeah i mean it's it's exciting like they in the nice weather i'm from new york so i got snowed on my whole life so let's <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah we're we're not trying we're not trying to do that again if we can help it yeah. we're not we're not trying to do that again the amount of quote unquote business trips i have to take to florida uh to to go uh, film some content with dan is some would call it irresponsible i would call it not nearly enough um, so I, I don't blame you one bit for wanting to stay near that warm weather. Maybe we can get something with the, uh, the bold city battalion, maybe like a little border battle trophy happening with those oh, guys. There it is. See, now we're there already, it is. Brainstorming. <laughs> it's already going. Like, yeah. Now, yeah, now we're, we're, now we're cooking watch and watch all you Pacific teams. Watch. You're all going to sign up for the Cali cup now. Yeah. Well, that was the thing, right? Sure. Last year we we tried to open it up, and and uh, it was it was San Diego and the Long Beach Shredders, coached by Emerson Eden. It was so much fun, nice way to to kind of end the year as well. And these trophy games were something that when we started it, the first one we did was the Cheese Curd Cup between the the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings and the Hudson Havoc. And once again, you saw it last year, uh, coach, where it was like everyone's kind of unsure, and then all of a sudden yeah. it happens. And then all of a sudden, now we've got cup games. We've got, I think, 10 cup games lined up this season all across the country. That's nice. awesome. That's awesome. So we will we'll definitely work on something on something for you guys. Um, so we kind of talked about the team a little bit. I want to talk about the day-to-day because, Neil, you mentioned the facilities down for the, the yeah. Mad Hatters. And maybe you can kick things off here by talking about what those facilities look like and for a player who signs with the Mad Hatters, what is their day-to-day going to look like? Yeah, I mean, like it's it's not 100% finalized, of course, as far mm-hmm. as schedule goes, but but you're looking at, you know, we have uh, mixed martial arts. We have state-of-the-art training facility. You know, and when I say mixed martial arts, we're talking grappling and, and Muay Thai kickboxing, which is what I specialize in. I've been doing it for – I've been coaching it and – and doing it for over 20 years. So uh, I have some really good friends in that industry, and I think it's a great thing to teach hockey players for mindset and discipline and all kinds of things. So they're, they're going to get that in, in, in is weaved in with a lot of the, uh, 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 you know, things like ski ergs and the salt bikes and, and uh, uh, things that a lot, of, a lot of programs don't have. We have a, a turf run uh, where guys have sleds and things of that nature. So, um, you know, yeah. we, we can pretty much train, uh, of uh, the athlete, the complete athlete. And then there's, there's a whole bunch more I'm not mentioning, of course, go ahead, Tyler. I, I know you're jumping in there. Go, go, go. Hey, yeah. I mean, we have, it, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I've been all over the country, you know, in this league and other leagues, and I can honestly say it's probably one of the better setups I've ever seen. You know, we we're lucky to have. Uh, 25,000 square feet to kind of use at our wow. disposal or disposal disposal. Sorry. Um, so we have a 50 seat leather chair. Everyone's got their own recliner video room. We have a full recovery room um, where guys could get ice baths or cry. We actually brought in cryotherapy tank this year. Um, we got massage guns. We have a full strength and conditioning coach. 
um, who's running our workouts, state-of-the-art weight room, sled pull area, which Neil was touching on a little bit. Um, then the other really, really cool aspect to this is RC Lake is on board here. And, and if those of you who don't know who RC Lake is, he's from Richmond. Um, and he started the academy. There's an academy coming into Atlanta. Um, so also in this facility is a full classroom and, and a teacher on staff, which helps our guys. So if we have a younger guy who's still taking classes online, you know, maybe finishing up high school, he has the opportunity to actually go into a real classroom with a real teacher and sit down and still do his online schooling, but with a professional overlooking him and actually making sure that he's doing stuff the right way. Right. And, and, uh, you know, we also have a basketball court, a four lap swimming pool, um, a half sheet training ice, a full sheet ice. So there's a lot going on there. And, you know, when I kind of walked into the building for the first time, it, it, it really blew me away. Um, I, I was like, whoa, um, this is not like anything I've ever seen before. Um, and honestly, was one of my biggest selling points in me taking the job here, right? So um, I can honestly yeah. say our abilities are first class and it's done the right way. Yeah, I, I, I mirror that that same sentiment. I, you know, I walked in that building. I'm like, wow. I mean, this is that's a better training facility than some of the pro gigs I've skated in and some of the so junior gigs that I've skated in. So uh, it's a fantastic uh, facility to work with in. And there's a great staff that we have involved in the in the process. Uh, and, you know, so we have all the tools that we need to really get these kids to the next level. And I think that's the biggest part. You know, so many gigs I've had where you don't have the tools and you have to come up with them yourself. Well, this is the, this is the opposite of that. So it's very exciting to have Tyler with me in this as well. Like a really great coach like Tyler and someone like myself are, are, we have all these tools to work with. Like both of us are giddy as, as all heck. I'm telling you, we, we talk about it a lot. So we're very excited to get going. Well, it's, it's part of kind of part of the modern game, right? It's, you know, these, these junior programs, they have to operate like professional programs in a, in a world with so yep. much competition, you have to offer those amenities, you have to offer these services. And, you know, when you when it comes down to it, too, I mean, and you you both know this is that the age range you're looking at is you're going to get some some 16 year olds, some 17 year olds, right? Some guys still in high school, but largely speaking, you're looking at guys who are either finishing up high school or taking a bit of a gap year to keep playing hockey. Right. And mm -hmm. I, I, as someone who is an academic tutor, I started off my career as a, as a high school teacher, then got into hockey, but I still tutor on the side for standardized testing, college advising. That gap year is hard to overcome. But if you're in an environment that promotes the, the academic side, has the learning ability, when you're in an environment that prioritizes recovery, right, instead of burning guys out physically, you yep. all of a sudden create an environment where and Neil, you touched on this a little bit with the, the Muay Thai and some of the martial arts. It promotes a, the development of the complete player, right? Mental, physical, yep. emotional, all of it geared towards their well-being. It's so important all the time, but I think we've seen it become more and more important and people realize it's more important for hockey. Oh, 100%. I mean, the sport, it's the fastest team sport technically in the world, right? We're you have to think faster and, and act faster and be tough at the same time. I mean, it's it's everything every other sport is on an eighth-inch piece of steel. So, so, yeah, there's a huge mental aspect to it. And I think 
the great marriage of martial arts to it, which teaches that mental discipline and that, you know, learning, learning to breathe appropriately and, and, and uh, observing your mental health is a big part of martial arts, as most people know. So uh, uh, meditation and things like that are all things that I think marry hockey well and aren't utilized enough. So we're really excited about not only that part, but, but also like the other components that we've put into place, like a mindset coach we have and, and, and the, you know, the, the therapy rooms and things like this and the comforts and the amenities so that when a player comes to do this, their focuses are on the most important things, which are their health, their schooling, right. And their, and their overall development, right. Like the, the hockey actually becomes like the last thing. And that's, I think that is an important thing to mention too, because hockey is very important, right? We're, we're, we're churning out NCAA athletes, but if you're not taking care of those other things, then are you really churning out really quality athletes for those, for those colleges? I don't think so. So we're, we're excited about it on multiple layers. Yeah, and Tyler, you know, for you, I think, well, I think the, the one thing that everybody wants to know right off the bat is will you also be learning martial arts along with your players uh, this season to eventually create an off-the-books, on-the-books sort of tournament of sorts at the end of the season? Uh, Neil's trying to convince me into it. We'll see. Maybe the boys can uh... – Maybe we'll will a bet in there or something, and and they'll get me on the mat one day eventually. But as of right uh-huh. now, I'll be an observer and I'll and I'll oversee, but I won't be participating too much. Uh, but maybe maybe something will get worked out, you know, as we get closer yeah. to something. I'm sure I'm sure they'll weasel me into something. So, <laughs> hey, I plan on getting all the coaches out on all the mat and always- showing them, you know. My <laughs> team was really close to getting, you know, I almost had to get a tattoo of the Vegas showcase last year. If we wouldn't have lost an overtime to Provo, I was, <laughs> I was in rough shape. So uh, I was mad we lost, but at the same time I was relieved because uh, they were ready to get me going on the ink. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so. He, he's just, coach is just tired of getting talked into stuff. That's where it is. He's got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> Dom in San Diego got talked into teaching his hair one year. I mean, you know, so the peer pressure always kind of comes out, you know. That's it. Well, uh, you you can you can observe from like a, a deck up high, like a like a chairman of sorts, you know. And is this referenced because I just once again accidentally watched Mortal Kombat on on network television? Yeah, Ooh. I occasionally find myself it's the it's the most accidentally watched movie probably of my entire life. I never intend to watch it. But I always end up finishing it every way through. It's a, it's a sneaky good movie. I am not endorsing Mortal Kombat for your hockey players, though. Uh, it's it's also sneakily eerily similar to Bloodsport. Just just saying, minus oh, the mystical stuff. Hundred percent. We also do not endorse Bloodsport for for <laughs> the Atlanta Mad Hatters or any hockey players the out there. Endorse um, any of those. We do endure <laughs> boiling up like slap. No, I'm just totally kidding. Uh, I think they enjoy Neil's aspect of the martial arts as well. And Neil's being very modest. He's a college hockey hall of famer. The guy knows what it takes to get to the college level. And he's very modest. And I'm usually the one that has to say it. But, you know, the guy had 110 points in, in Division One college hockey. He's in the hall of fame. He's He knows what it takes to get there. And, and honestly, the biggest battles are usually within yourself. And 
you know, how you deal with adversity. Cause you may be a top dog at junior, but now you go into the bigger pool of college. You may be down in the lineup. You might not know how to fight through these adversities. And if we can get you prepared sooner and earlier for those, um, I think you'll be able to deal with those um, tough times much better. Um, and you'll be able to think back on, you know, maybe some of the things me and Neil are, are going to teach these guys. So um, that's what really entices me about the whole uh, martial arts thing. And mm-hmm. I think, it, as Neil said, it really ties into uh, college hockey or any, any sort of hockey player, really. It doesn't even matter if they, you know, if we have a guy who plays for us and doesn't end up playing college hockey, but goes on to be a, you know, a great student and ends up working a great job and, he knows how to deal with adversities from, you know, some things he learned from us in his workplace. I think that's, that's great too, right? We want to build good people, not just good hockey players. Um, is kind of the big thing me and Neil are on this year. Well, so now that we've, we've kind of talked through the program, what you guys are all about, um, for any prospective players that are out there, uh, what kind of players are you guys looking for as you build this roster for the upcoming season? Oh, no, I think, you know, we're obviously we're trying to, to win, right? We want to win. It's not the most important thing, right? But because the most important thing, I think, is the development of the complete athlete. But we want to win. So we're bringing in speed and skill and, and quality character athletes who are who, whose main goal is to get to college hockey, right? So, you know, I don't, we're not looking for... Uh, guys that want to just live the junior hockey dream. We're looking for guys that want to move on to the next level. Yeah. And uh, we want good people, as I was kind of just saying, you know, there's, there's yeah. a lot of players out there. And I think somehow over the last three years, players have, I don't want to say gotten more individual because junior hockey is the most individual team level of hockey there is, right? Because we're all trying to get to that next level. So how do you promote good character on your team with guys who are almost competing with each other to get that, Hey, schools are watching. Oh, I got to be the one who scores. So I got to be the one who gets the point. Well, you can also be blocks the shot. who gets the hit and you could also be the one cheering your teammate up when he scores. Lucas, I don't know if you remember us last year on, my San Diego team, but we, and I, I ingrained that pretty hard with those guys and, mm-hmm. and they were really active on the bench. If, if our goalie made a save, they were getting up. If we blocked a shot, we were getting up. If we scored, we were of course getting up, but you know, it was good energy all the time on the bench. And, and what I've found is if that's what you can get in your locker room on your bench, it usually turns out the right way well you'll have some sort of successful season the players will love it they'll enjoy it they'll become a family we're really big on family here i was big on family in san diego um everywhere i'd be and i know neil's the same way we we you know this is a family you know from here till forever you know my players can always text me and reach out about anything um and that's something that i think my guys really enjoy i'm obviously a bit younger so i connect with them really well um but I think when you are positive with your team, it creates a positive environment, which leads to positive plays on the ice, which leads to what we all want to get to, which is wins, which leads to college. Right. It all kind of entails with each other. And, you know, that's kind of where we're thinking for for the mindset of players coming into Atlanta this year. Love that. Right. Focus on mindset. Focus on the 
uh, on those parts of the game and and just a, a player who's who wants to develop, wants to be mindful, wants to be a part of an organization that is. And guys, we're actually going to test your mindfulness. We're going to test your mental discipline now. And this Ooh, is going to be this is going to be slightly new here because we haven't had co-head coaches on yet. So I'm going to on the fly decide that what we're going to do instead of rapid fire questions for a minute, we're going to alternate questions. You will be you'll be applying for this job as a team. Your score will be go up on the board as as both names. What we're doing is Minor Chats. Minor Chats is a game show that was developed by Dan K way, way back in the day, which is two minutes of questions. The first minute, which we've already accomplished on this podcast, is just a little back and forth, just a little conversation, see how everything's going. The second minute, rapid fire personal questions. You'll have 60 seconds that go up on the clock. We will alternate questions. I will call your name. I will ask you the question. Then you will answer it. Remember, you use your personal questions. You can't get them wrong. However, people have gotten them wrong before. So just be aware (laughs) that there is a possibility that you can get one of these questions. You can get one of these questions wrong. All right. Who scored oh the, the highest score so far is, I believe, Tristan Jensen of the Battle Creek Colonels with 16 correct questions. All right. He's putting us on the spot. Neil, 16. Oof. We got bumps. Wow. Okay. So I will, I will tell you we're going to start with Tyler, and then we will alternate. I will call your name, and then we'll hit the question. Are you ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Tyler, what is your favorite color? Green. Neil, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Steak. Tyler, planes, trains, or automobiles? Automobiles. Neil, cats or dogs? Dogs. Tyler, if you're crushing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, are you going for the chunky, the super chunky, or the creamy? Creamy. Neil, what is your favorite movie of all time? Goonies. Tyler, what's your go-to coffee order? Uh, medium coffee, Tim Hortons, double-double. Neil, name your Ooh. favorite Taylor Swift song of all time. Don't have one. Hey, Taylor Swift. Tyler, if other than Taylor Swift, what is your favorite band? Ooh, favorite band, Blink-182. Neil, Ooh. are you enjoying this game show so far? Yes, very much so. Tyler, do you think snakes are trustworthy? No. Neil, what is your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Tyler, would you rather win a shootout or a high-scoring game? High-scoring game. Neil, do you want a million dollars right now? Yes. Oh, I... You were so close. You almost had that last question in time. Unfortunately, that doesn't count. The million dollars stays safe in the low-security briefcase sitting on Dan's (laughs) coffee table in Florida. Um, We have been trying to give that thing out for years, and it just... Seems to always slip away. Just at the last minute, you know? It's Ugh. it's almost like the game specifically designed so that we don't go a million dollars in debt for a joke. But I will tell you this, guys. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I know this time of year is always so busy, so stressful. We appreciate the amount of time you're able to give to us today. Before we go, though, you're each going to get a couple minutes for your parting words. Whatever you want it to be, be on the program, yourself, anything you want to let the folks at home know. Then I will give my parting words at the end of it. The parting words, each episode always kind of revolve around our guests and the conversation that we've had. Who would like to go first for their parting words today? Neil, you want it? I started. Sure, I'll go. I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, Parting words. 
Like, I just want everybody out there to know that co-head coaching can be a positive thing, especially when you have two amazing people like me and Tyler. So come come to Atlanta game to see it for yourself. And as a player, I think you would love playing for us. So come on, come on, check out Atlanta Mad Hatters. You won't be disappointed. Well done. Um, yeah, I'm going to quote Deion Sanders here. You know, we're not hard to find. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to do if you're a player. Um, you know, we're excited. I think if you're a player looking for a home with coaches who care about your development, care about you moving on to the next level, playing in a highly competitive division with a really, really amazing facility, um, I think you should give us a call and, and give us a look. Um, you know, we're excited about this journey and thank you again, Lucas and, and Dan for having us on. And, you know, it's always a pleasure. Well, guys, we're, we're, you're welcome here anytime. Certainly we would, we'd love to talk to you more, especially as the season goes on. I love the co-head coaching. I think it's, I think it's super important. And, you know, especially as the, the players need more development time, right? Need more ice time. It, it helps to have as many coaches behind the bench as, as, as you can get. So very excited to see what comes out of Atlanta this year. My parting words are teamwork. I'm going to go with teamwork on this one because we have co-head coaches in front of us right here. And, you know, maybe they didn't necessarily think they'd ever end up in a co-head coaching job, right? It's not necessarily always the thing you think of when you start your career as a coach. When you're put in that situation, you can either embrace it or you cannot. And I think it's very clear that both of these gentlemen today have embraced embrace the pros that it allows them to do it allows them to be more focused it allows them to give more time to the players it allows them to do the things that they want to get done and maybe through teamwork it brings out the best parts of ourselves we will see what happens with the atlanta mad hatters this season if i know these two gentlemen which i think especially after today maybe i do i have a feeling that the rest of the florida and the southeast division listening to this podcast might be trembling a little bit in their skates. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for joining us again today. You can follow us at the underscore Dan K Show. We'd like to thank our sponsors. The Pueblo Bulls, our presenting sponsor, Run With The Bulls. Selly Salt, sprinkle a little salt in your next meal. Body-Trick.com, the all-natural solution to a lot of your skincare, uh, odor-killing, hair care needs. We would like to thank Remastered Sleep. It's the water bottle of your dreams. Save 10% now with Dan K Show code at checkout. It can help you stop snoring with just a sip. Thank you once again to everyone listening at home. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.